So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Welcome to Season 2 of the Independent Adjuster Podcast. This is your host, Chris Stanley, and today we are unveiling our new format. We've hinted about it for the last few months, but I am excited to unveil to you the new format of the Independent Adjuster Podcast for the foreseeable future. We are going to interview young, old, veteran, and rookie independent auto adjusters and appraisers from around the industry. I want them to bring their stories for multiple reasons. I want us to be able to learn from them. I don't want you just to learn from me. I have a limited amount of knowledge and experience, but I believe that if you can hear other independents, what they've been through, their stories, their tricks, their tips, all these different things will compile to make you a more powerful and successful independent adjuster that you're going to have that ability to glean from not just me but from others so that is the new format is we are going to introduce new IAs each week and it will be an interview format so today on the very first episode of season two we're going to be interviewing veteran energetic appraiser Jeremy Shaw He is of Shaw Appraisal Services out of Abilene, Texas. And let me tell you, he is the early riser. Okay, that is his superpower. That is his persona. And when you hear him talk, you're going to understand what I mean. But he is the early riser. So listen to him. Glean information from him. Listen to his tips, advice, and his experience. And it'll help you walk your path. Today's episode is brought to you by autoforms.co. That's autoforms.co. Do you still fill out auto total loss forms? Save 15 minutes and fill out CCC, AutoSource, and Mitchell total loss forms instantly with autoforms.co. No more filling it out manually, clicking the checkboxes, copy and pasting information in. Get it over with. This is a tool that will speed up your workflow as an IA. And if you check it out, for being a podcast listener, you can save 25% off your monthly plan by using the coupon code at checkout, PODCAST. So when you sign up, just use the coupon code PODCAST to save 25% off your monthly uh, plan. So that's autoforms.co. Check it out today. All right, now it's time to call and to talk with Jeremy Shaw. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Thanks for taking your time out to be with me today. I know it's Monday. That's a crazy day for us, but you took the time out to be here. So thank you, sir. Of course, of course. So, Jeremy, 
you know, we have listeners who are uh, finger happy. They're going to try to disconnect as fast as possible. So tell them right now so they can know whether they should listen any longer. Why should anyone care to hear about Jeremy Shaw and his IA story? Well, I would like to think that I've had a good run at it. Uh, but, you know, more than what I have done successfully, successfully, I think um, learning uh, the troubles and what I haven't done successfully may help uh, people out uh, just because I've tried, to, tried doing this uh, business so many different ways and coming at it from different angles. Um, I might have a little piece of knowledge or have a little piece of experience that um, isn't good or as good that you do or don't have to go through. So hopefully I can take a little pain and someone can jump over a step that they know they probably shouldn't be going uh, through right now. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And for you listening, um, what he said is critical that – you know, sometimes hearing the worst things that we did or the mistakes that we made are the greatest takeaways for you. So don't be afraid to write things down and to catalog them and memorialize them and go, I will not be like Jeremy Shaw like this <laughs> <laughs> or like Chris Stanley. We've all done it. So, Jeremy, why don't you just start off with uh, your origin story? How did you get started as, IA, as an IA? Where did these superpowers get born from? <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, um, I was down on my luck. I was in a little bit of a rut, and I think I was uh, 22 or 23 at the time, and uh, I had a really good buddy. His dad happened to be an independent appraiser. Uh, he actually had a franchise in my area, and uh, he said, hey, man, I need a little help. Uh, it would be something you'd be, be interested in doing, and at that point, if anyone was going to throw out a life raft, I was going to grab it. And so I did, and so the story begins. <laughs> so uh, when you first heard Independent Appraiser, were you like, what would you feel? Like, was that interesting, or were you like, sure, whatever? Uh, I, I was I was interested. You know, I, I wanted, obviously, when first time he asked me, I got a little more detail, and uh, he said, you know, first we'll, we'll kind of start off uh, with you shadowing me and you taking photos. And then, you know, I got more into detail, kind of like, what is our job? What do we need to do? And uh, luckily enough, my mentor was, um, uh, well, he had so much knowledge in the industry, and uh, he was able to uh, to share that with me. But uh, he he told me that, you know, we'd, we'd essentially just be uh, estimating cars and uh, following guidelines for insurance companies, and uh, they, would, they would pay off what we write, which <laughs> being that young and uh, him introducing me that, I was a little nervous every claim that I wrote. Uh, in the beginning, you know, obviously I still had a little knowledge under my belt, but luckily enough, he was over my shoulder the whole time. That's awesome. That, that's amazing. And that's very similar to, you know, my story that I had a mentor as well. And I think that's so valuable for people getting started. That's, that, that's amazing. So this was just a family friend? Absolutely. Yeah, he, uh, he's actually getting real busy. Uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all know the struggle. Uh, too many claims at one time. Uh, maybe a hell, hell storm hit or so. And I actually think it was my... Uh, it was a hellstorm in my area that hit, and that's how I got on. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a little intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <let's> <laughs> yeah, that's an intimidating way to start. But, man, you got started, and, you know, <clears throat> whether we gauge ourselves as successful or not, I can say from the outside looking in as your friend, as your peer, that, you know, you're successful. You're surviving. You have an income that sustains you and your family as an IA. So what do you believe is maybe the number one characteristic about being a successful IA? What is that thing that makes somebody succeed or not succeed? Um, I don't know if we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there. 
um, drive. For me, it's drive, competition, and organization. Uh, I know the drive and competition are kind of the same basket, uh, but you know you have to be you have to be self-driven in this business. You have to wake up every morning and be willing to take the phone calls and be willing to answer the questions. Um, you know, and it's not always easy. And you have to be willing to you, you do have to perform under pressure. Uh, you know, you get you get a file that you can't that's out of your control that's already had some issues, and then it gets dropped in your lap. Um, and you have to be able to handle that along with, you know, however many files you have, 12, 15, 30 other files. Um, so I think being organized uh, and being driven and having some sort of entrepreneurship in there helps a lot. Uh, most people I've met that are really successful in this business or successful in other parts of their lives, uh, it just seems like there's something that correlates there. Awesome. Great, great takeaways there. Um, so on the organization piece, I'm going to don't have this down on my notes, but I'm going to go there anyways, is you bring it up organization. I am horrible at being organized. I mean, I strive and I long to be organized. It's one of those unattainable things that is not, does not belong to Chris Stanley, but he uses every gidget widget and smidget uh, to try to find a way to be organized. So what's your number one way you stay organized? Like give me a tool or a process, just one. Um, my favorite one probably is, uh, I'm an early riser. Uh, so I like to end my day, uh, with kind of closing out the last file or the last problem of the day so I can sleep well at night. Uh, but honestly, I like to wake up, uh, an hour or two early, see the sun come up, uh, drink a cup of coffee and make sure that my day's organized. Uh, because once you get into having a bunch of files, um, you have 40 or 50 files and you're looking through them, you're going to realize, oh, no, I forgot this one or, you know, I, I forgot to note this or, oh, the supplement somehow slipped through. Uh, so for me, getting if, if I get up late in the day, I'll start behind the ball and it just throws me off for the rest of the week because, I you know, I'm scheduled out all five days, so I'm just running like a chicken with the tank not off trying to get to this stuff. Uh, for me, like I said, it's being able to step back and look at the work uh, before it begins, if that makes sense. No, that's awesome. I, I can relate with that as, as well and, and resonate with that completely. So as you're going along in this journey, you get a mentor, you start to learn how to be organized, you learn your superpower of waking up early, and you're like, <laughs> okay, so, wow, I'm, I'm really doing this. When was that moment that you realized that you had a career and that you were doing it, that you were in an IA? When did that happen? you remember that point in time? Uh, actually, I do. I, um, Me and my wife had just got together, and I was working for the, my mentor. Uh, and I wasn't making a whole lot of money, but I was making a little bit. Um, and then he asked if I kind of wanted to do more, and I actually had another company call me. And that's when my eyes were really opened uh, to the potential of this business. And uh, I got on with them, and I was working for my mentor. And I really started uh, cooking and started burning through some files. And I uh, was my supplements were getting less and less, and I had more knowledge of the of the industry. And I'd say it's about six months after that point that uh, you know we we had I had a steady job, steady income, uh, consistent amount of claims coming through, uh, and it was a uh, it was really exciting for me because at that point I knew that I was giving out a good product, and the companies were happy with what I was giving. Uh, so that for me uh, that was was a big a big step in my career and, and, and finding out myself as an IA just because I felt like I was producing a good product uh, that companies wanted. Yeah, somebody called you. 
Who who doesn't Absolutely. feel like Superman? <laughs> like, oh my god, someone just wants to give me money. They're trying to show money in my pocket. They just called me. Yeah, that that's that's phenomenal, and that is that is a really exciting point um, when it's no longer your mentor you're working for, and it's like no somebody else. It's not just that they feel bad for me. There there's other people who think my skills worth money. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. So we know it's not all roses. We know this is you know hell. I think I saw. Uh, I shared online the other day is that, uh, yeah, being a claims adjuster is easy. It's like just like riding a bike, except for the bike's on fire, you're on fire, and you're in hell. You know, so there's times when this is just pure hell. What has been the greatest and biggest challenges for you as being an IA? Um, to be honest, it probably has to be uh, the continuing workload. Uh, when you step into being an IA, you need to have the mindset um, that you're not in a, that you're not just an appraiser, but you're a business. Uh, and as an owner of a business, your phone's going to constantly be ringing, your email's going to be blowing up all the time, and you're constantly going to have stuff to status and things to note. And uh, just know that as a successful IA, it never ends because uh, obviously you want to have a lot of volume so you can make more money. Um, so obviously the more phone calls, more emails and texts and things you're getting. Um, but that for me has been the most challenging doing that over uh, a span of eight, you know, seven, eight years of just continually staying on that because, uh, you know, I don't like to take vacations. I know most people in this business block out days, but for me, I feel like if I uh, kind of like the backup quarterback, uh, to uh, I don't know if you know Tom Brady. He came in for Drew Bledsoe when he played for the Patriots yeah. and ended up taking his position. I feel the same way, but this is my family's livelihood, and uh, I, I don't want to step out and then come in. And so for me, the uh, the constant workload. Luckily enough, there's some slow times in the year, but I like to stay busy and and try to spread myself thin. But uh, the consistency uh, over a, a long span of time is is where where the bread and butter's at. And to me not getting burnt out uh, for a day or two, you know, once every few months has been the biggest challenge. Awesome. So then on the flip side, let's go to the positive. Let's give somebody some, some roses. So what's been the most rewarding thing about being an IA? Um, the stability, the uh, flexibility of, uh, of scheduling, and uh, to be honest with you, I tell people when you learn to become an IA, a good one, you can become a, you can be cross-trained and you could potentially be a body shop uh, uh, estimator. Um, you know, there's other avenues you can do in-house audit. It just opens a lot of doors uh, to somewhat secure your future. Um, you know, I, I know right now with the knowledge I have, I could go work in a body shop if I needed to or somewhere else, but... Um, Luckily enough, I, I've been blessed and have uh, plenty of files to look at and work on. Uh, but for me, I, I can't see myself doing anything other than being an IA just because uh, I love the people. I love the connections I've made. And like I said, I also love being able to dictate my schedule, uh, which is very important to me. All right. So as we kind of look towards the end of this interview, and I kind of want to close it with something that I think – you will have something wise to say, no pressure or anything. But if you could go back, go back to your origin before the mentor entered, right before, and say, 
you know what? I'm going to tell this guy one thing, that pre-IA self. If you can tell him one thing that you've learned that it would make his life easier, whatever the case is, what would that one thing be? Oh, man. I need some coffee for that one. <laughs> uh, if I could walk back, look at a young Jeremy in the eyes. Um, to be honest with you, I know it's simple, and the more experienced people will understand and get it, but uh, as soon as you get a file, note it, call it, set it, and after you inspect it, write it as soon as possible. Um, I know that's very simple, but there's not one IA that I have not talked to in this industry that has uh, been doing for one year, has been doing for 20 years, that has not gotten snowballed. Uh, the snowball effect is when you get too many files and you start letting them drop and, you know, you stop noting, you stop, you stop updating, uh, things of that sort. Uh, so I definitely tell them, hey, listen, stay on top of the files so the stress will be less. You'll, you'll get less phone calls, uh, less emails. Uh, less amount of text, things of that sort. Uh, stay on top of your work. Uh, that way you can dictate your time uh, because this, this, this line of business is very stressful. Um, and the, the easiest way to manage that stress, especially uh, if you plan on uh, uh, making more money, uh, is, is to manage the files uh, properly just so you can have a little time with yourself at the end of the day and, and collect your thoughts because, uh, you know, there's always fires put out. I thought that was perfect. You said it's like riding a bicycle on fire. That is just, <laughs> that, that hits the nail on the head. Uh, minimizing, uh, the phone calls and the, in the, in the fire files, uh, pretty much. So stay on top of it because in the long run, it's going to save you, uh, you're going to get more business and you're also going to, uh, save yourself a lot of heartache and some, some tough phone calls. <laughs> Amen to that. Take there. the phone calls away. Make the bad yeah. man go away and status <laughs> the dang file. It's the most amazing thing when you go and status your files and it's quiet for a few hours. You're like, what's wrong? Exactly. <laughs> and someone turned out the lights? No, do <laughs> status properly. Yeah, did I, why don't I do that every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why don't I do that every day? Okay. So, awesome. Jeremy, you're out of Abilene, Texas. If someone wants to get in touch with you, give you work, just connect with you, you know, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they can just shoot me an email. Uh, it's going to be JS, as in John Sam, autoappraisals at gmail.com. So that's JS autoappraisals at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, any, anyone interested in have any questions or, you know, you're around or about this area here in Texas and need some work or you're just curious, let me know so I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have. All right, Jeremy, I appreciate you so much being on the Independent Adjuster podcast. And for those listening, uh, I've known Jeremy for not quite a year now, but he is in everything, and he is doing catastrophe. We haven't even barely touched the surface of what he does. He truly is an IA beyond definition. He's not an independent appraiser. He's not an auto damage appraiser. He's not an independent adjuster. He is all of the above and more. So definitely take the words of advice he gave today and, and put it in your arsenal because it's it's learned through fire and uh it, it's it's worth its weight in gold so guys thanks for listening to the independent adjuster podcast and jeremy thanks for joining me today man hey, i appreciate you chris take the next steps on your path to becoming an ia visit iapath.com slash steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster visit iPath.com slash steps.